Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting all about what it's like to be an introvert. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, I would like to tell you a story of something that my son said to me the other day. Please do comes into the room and he goes mom dad said that og used to mean original gangster is that true (laughs) what (laughs) and he repeats i'm like what what do you think it means now (laughs) he's like it means original i'm like okay well yes and it yes but no. also, <laughs> uh, it was just funny the way he was like, Mom, it just is this true? his mind. Yeah, I don't know. That the O and the G both actually stood for something, not just random letters in the word original. Yeah, I really think he just thought that it was the abbreviation for original. Oh, that's so cute. I know. <laughs> kids these wee days li- wee little baby <laughs> <laughs> and and bob is the one that told him this yes i don't they must have been talking about something where it came up and that's how they were talking about it but i'm not saying that i'm shocked that bob knew that but like a, a little bit <laughs> i mean because you assume that he doesn't listen to hip hop or something? I don't know. He just doesn't seem very up with the hip with the anything. <laughs> I mean, maybe not now, but I guess maybe back in the day. In the olden times. Back a like hundred years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob. If you was listen to my cool. children forever ago. That is funny. I love that story. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for telling that to me. <laughs> uh, How are you? I'm okay. I've had a rough few weeks, to be completely honest with you. Um, you. I mean, you already know this. I guess I'm being more honest with our listeners. I have been dealing with some sort of, we're going to call it a mystery illness, so we don't really know like what's going on, if it's connected to like my ulcerative colitis somehow, or if it's a reaction from my vaccine that I got a few weeks ago, or like what's going on. But I just have been having a, lot, a number of GI issues and these like running these weird little fevers. And I do not have COVID, y'all. I got tested. I do not have COVID. But um, you actually accompanied me to the ER last week. Uh, my primary care wanted me to go and we had quite the wonderful interaction with a male doctor who did not seem to think that there was anything wrong with me because I wasn't like actively vomiting on his shoes or screaming in pain or like bleeding from an orifice. Yes, it was definitely... He definitely didn't seem to, like, think there was anything wrong. He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you're the doctor. Yeah, he literally Help was her. like, well, I don't know. What, do you want, what, what tests do you want me to run? And I'm like, 
I feel like maybe you should be the one to know the answer to that question. But I feel like uh, this has made me feel like we should do an episode on what it's like to live with a chronic illness, though, because this is very much what it is like to live with a chronic illness of you just generally don't feel good on a regular basis. And you have to learn how to live your life just like not feeling good. And so you figure out how to function and how to do things like carry on normal conversations and all of these things when you are in pain or you feel like absolute shit. And then people assume because you're not like, screaming in agony or there's nothing visibly wrong with you that you're perfectly fine Mm -hmm. um and so this is not the first time this has happened with me um and a doctor and it probably will not be the last time but it is just the most recent time and drove me a little bit batty (laughs) i thought that like you were gonna make the doctor cry almost i wish i had <laughs> you were like snapping at him and being well, like he was basically ass. <laughs> he was he was not helping we were there for like four hours and he was just mm-hmm. like well i don't know yeah and just, he literally goes you can go home yeah he literally goes <laughs> i mean i don't know are there like any symptoms you want me to help you with and i literally go all of them <laughs> And I don't think he was expecting that response. <laughs> I was finally like, look, if you're not going to help me, then just send me home. I'd rather go home. Right. I was also really hungry at this point. So I was also like I was pissed and I didn't feel great and I was hangry. It was like not a great combination for him. But I frankly did not feel bad for him because... I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he just proved himself to be a dill hole. So I don't know. And I even was like, oh, I'll play good cop here. And I'll be like, <laughs> is there anything you can give her? A medication or something? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, cool. Yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> also, I don't know if you caught this. I, I swear to God, I think the nurse, when she came in to like give me my discharge paperwork, was like, I mean, it's fine. We're not mad or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Why like she you... was acting like you were wasting her time. Right. Like, at her job that she's that, supposed to help you with. Right. Especially when my primary, and I said that multiple times during the visit, like my primary care doctor is the one that told me to come in. Like I was having X, Y, and Z symptoms they were concerned about. And so they said they thought I should come here. Trust me, I wouldn't just be having an ER joyride on a Friday afternoon. Because you're so looking, you're so looking forward to paying for that later, right? I just love paying ER bills. It's just my favorite thing ever. I have all this money, I just want, don't know what to do with. I, I just, just I think go, I'll go to, to the ER. ER. <laughs> yeah, I. Ugh. So anyway, that was a, quite the experience. So it's been a rough few weeks I would love to tell everybody that I'm feeling better (laughs) and the answer is I'm not really um but uh that's that's where we're at right now so um if anyone listening is living with a chronic illness and has experienced stuff like this just please know you are not the only one like it's not just you and I've spoken to a lot of other people with various chronic conditions and they have also experienced similar things so 
It is not a you problem. It's a medical system problem. Wee. Wee. So, there you go. But to that end, <laughs> let's talk about being introverts. Um, because we, so you and I were doing some planning recently for the podcast. We were figuring out what our upcoming episodes and guests and stuff are going to be. And <laughs> I think I, I think it was me. I was like, uh, Megan, have we ever actually done an episode on being introverts? <laughs> No, no, we haven't. You were like, uh, nope. <laughs> it's fine. This is just episode 70. It's it's totally cool. It's only taken a 70 episodes of our introvert podcast to talk about what it's like being introverts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair to ourselves, we definitely talk about it a lot, like, here and there, and we tie it in with different... Um, topics that we're talking about, but yeah, we've never done an actual episode. So welcome to the episode that probably should have been episode one, um, <laughs> being introverts. <laughs> I hope you stuck around after a year and a half and yeah, are ready. If you've been wondering what the hell, here we are. <laughs> well, welcome to the party. We're also just now getting here. Uh, so Megan, can you tell us a little bit about what introversion actually means because I think there's just some general confusion about what that actually means. There seems to be uh, various definitions and that's part of the confusion I think and I think also the confusion stems from our desire to label ourselves because labeling is so comforting and makes us feel good Um, (laughs) when we know who we are. But the general, like, easily Googleable, Googleable answer about an introvert is that an introvert is a person with uh, qualities that make them feel more comfortable focusing on, like, their inner thoughts and ideas. They enjoy spending time with, you know, a handful of people. They don't like large crowds. They tend to... Um, react better if they have time to think about it and re- instead of just blurting things out. Uh, things like that. I think the the stereotypical thing about introverts is that they don't talk ever and mm-hmm. they just sit in their rooms and watch TV or read books and they don't have any friends. Right. And none of that is true. I mean, it might right. be true for some people, but that's not what an introvert is. Right. And right, cuz I think that well, first of all, I definitely, I definitely have had a lot of people when they hear me say that I'm an introvert, try to tell me that I am not mm-hmm. because they don't believe that someone who can be very loud and bubbly in social settings can be an introvert like that. It doesn't match up for them in their minds because I think a lot of people also mistake introversion for shyness yep and vice versa and they're not they're not the same thing yeah I've had the the same thing people don't people just assume that because I'm introverted I never want to talk to anyone ever Mm -hmm. which is I mean sometimes it's true because I hate (laughs) small talk small talk is stupid right uh but like 
if you take me out somewhere with a bunch of people that I like, I I will like I hate to use the word blossom, but like I feel comfortable and I right. can have a good time. It's not like I can never have a good time with other people. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. And there's you know, like I am pretty good at almost masking um like for me and my personality type like I'm pretty good at if I am in a social there are definitely certain social situations where I am not good at it and I very much like kind of turn inward and a little bit more of like shyness takes over particularly like if there's just no one else I know but even Mm -hmm. if there's just one other person that I know in the room then I'm able to um then I'm able to have the more like bubbly side of me come out. I'm able to, I can be loud. I can be boisterous. I can get up and public speak in front of huge groups of people. Absolutely no problem. Um, like there, those are all things that I am perfectly fine with doing, but at some point I tap out. And I think that that's like one of the big things about being an introvert is like you can do all of those social things, whether it is with a very specific group of people or with a larger group of people, um, although your preference is most likely going to be the like small intimate groups, no matter what that socializing looks like, at some point you tap out and your mm-hmm. reserves just completely deplete and you have to fill your tank up again. And I think that that's like, for me, one of the biggest ways that I differentiate introverts and extroverts is that for introverts, we refill our tank through alone time, through being with ourselves, through, you know, like kind of being with our inner thoughts. Um, Whereas the extroverts that I know, they refill their tank by being with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is not to say, again, like, and I think, because I think the same misconceptions, I think there sometimes tend to be more misconceptions about introverts than extroverts, but I do think that a misconception about extroverts is that they never want to be alone. I definitely, like, I have some friends who are extremely extroverted, and they definitely will reach a point where they're like, I think I'd just like to spend some time alone, or I would just like to spend some time with my small group of friends or like one girlfriend you know for a movie night or whatever it might be um it's they definitely it's not like they are just constantly needing that that external stimulation like sometimes they want to be alone too um so i think just we have to remember it's also it's kind of a continuum and like you can kind of fall anywhere on it, right? Really. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, I'm an introverted extrovert kind of thing. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely something that people um, consider themselves having qualities of both. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I often describe myself as an extroverted introvert for people that just don't fully get Again, like how you can be multiple things at one time, like <laughs> how I can be good in social settings and also be an introvert. They're like, what? I don't get it. I don't understand. What? 
But do you enjoy group work, Steffi? <laughs> God, there is literally nothing worse than group work. Oh my God. <laughs> Literal worst. I also think that to some extent, I think there are definitely some, you know, we talk a lot about the Enneagram. I think there are some Enneagram types that lend themselves a little bit more towards introversion versus extroversion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about those fives. Nah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about either, but every five I know is like, leave me the fuck alone. Um, <laughs> versus like the sevens that I know are very much extroverted. Um, so, and I mean, obviously there, there are definitely numbers where I, you know, I know people who are introverts and those are who are extroverts i would say most of the nines that i know are introverts um so but you know there's there's definitely i think there are definitely like a few numbers like that that just um lend themselves more towards one or the other so if you happen to know someone's um enneagram number you might like, I, I just think that's an, always an interesting thing to kind of cross-reference. So, Megan, we've talked about, like, what it's like to be, or what it means to be an introvert. Um, and I, I do think that people can think that, like, being an introvert, especially sometimes in today's world where... I think extroversion can be very much rewarded, um, can be a little tough, but I think that there are some advantages so to being an introvert. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I thought that when I found this article I was reading, I was like, oh, I totally agree with all of the things in this. Uh-huh. And I, I guess I have always internalized those, but I never read them like written out like that because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people are like mm, I don't want anyone to be better than anyone else but which is fine but some people are better at other things and that's just the way things are right just because you're better at one thing does not make you better overall like right. extroverts like there are definitely I would say that they have absolute strengths too but as introverts i also think that we have to figure out what our own strengths are so you know doesn't make us better also, just makes no us and i also think it's almost even more important for introverts to find out what their strengths are because we're introverts mm-hmm. and we need to like own ourselves yeah and I, th- anyway. I think we often have to prove ourselves a little bit more in terms of like well we'll talk we'll talk about some of these things and, and kind of why sometimes we have to prove ourselves on those. Um, so the first one on this list here that we dug up off the internet um, is that introverts are low-maintenance friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of people, I know me especially, they think introverts don't speak up. They don't participate as much in conversation. But also you're not going to be considered obnoxious or disruptive mm-hmm. um you're independent and not clingy and generally are considerate of other people's of your behavior before you react to other people and one thing i know 
that is particularly true for you, having having worked with you in a professional setting, you don't speak up a lot in work meetings, but when you do, like it's important. And it's you've been thinking about what you're gonna say. Um, so, you know, a lot of times as introverts, we're not just like, for, you know, verbal vomiting the very first things that we're thinking of. We're listening to what other people are saying. We're kind of mulling it over. And then like when we speak up, it's something that we've thought through and, you know, maybe we're posing a question back to our colleagues, like whatever that looks like. Um, but it's not just like a flippant, I'm just going to say this so that it's, I'm speaking up in a meeting. Um, and I know that like you and I have both in the past been called out for not speaking up enough in professional settings. Um, and so I think that as introverts, if that is you, if that is something that you've been, has been brought up to you, like explain that, like feel free to use these talking points and be like, Hey, uh, okay. You can say that, but also here's why I don't necessarily just say the first things that come to mind, like X, Y, and Z. I think a lot of extroverts like to talk through situations, um, and problems. Whereas introverts, like, like you said, I prefer to think about the situation and listen to other people. And that way I can make a, educated response instead of just you know blah 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 Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not like I'm not listening to people it's that I when I open my mouth and speak I generally want it to be something useful exactly exactly because it goes back to me when I saying that I hate small talk I hate small talk because I think it's a waste of time right (laughs) I would rather get to know something about you that I actually care about rather than whatever the small talk topic small talk topic is exactly and i know sometimes small talk can be things that i end up being interested in and it's a way to get to know people and all of that however it's such a hurdle for introverts i'd rather not i'd rather just like skip over it and get to the like the the juicy stuff (laughs) look i don't care where you went to college we are all adults now doesn't matter. It's not important. Well, it's your major. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So this yeah. So the second thing on this list is that introverts have creative minds, um, and we, you know, tend to be a little less influenced by whatever is trending and popular. Um, we often tend to gravitate towards things that are a little bit weirder um things that are you know we were probably like the original hipsters or some shit um before being a hipster was cool um and you know we so we tend to just develop our own thoughts and ideas on things um so it's it's a little bit less of like oh this is trending and popular Megan is Megan is like such a great example. The minute something is like super popular, she's like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry, feta pasta is taking over TikTok and Instagram? Absolutely not. I want nothing to do with feta pasta. <laughs> okay, feta pasta sounds gross because I don't like feta that much. And it just doesn't look appetizing, feta, you guys. Feta like, pasta has its own issues, but that was... <laughs> I don't want a lot of hate mail. I just don't like feta that much. 
But like truly, you get this like, and I do it too, where something will be like suddenly like really popular, and I'm like, I just don't, I don't think I want to. So if you're like a hipster, you'd be like, oh, you like perfume genius. Well, I liked him before he got super popular. <laughs> like that, we're not like that. Like we literally just don't think, don't like things that are popular when they became like we never liked it. It's not like we liked it and then suddenly ate it. Right. It, yeah. It's just like a, I don't know. It, so we're, <laughs> we tend to be a little bit creative, a little bit more original, I guess. I don't know. Some people might would just call that weird. And that's fine, too. I think it's just because we do tend to have a lot of solitary time. Yeah. Um, and we do spend a lot of quiet time. And so, uh, as any parent knows, <laughs> if... If you are bored enough, you eventually will come up with something creative to do. <laughs> um, and so that is basically like the crux of the creative part of the introversion, I think, is that you are just constantly like with your thoughts and quietness. And so your brain has time to relax and kind of inspire itself mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So related to, we were talking about, you know, our work discussion tactics. Um, Introverts are shrewd decision makers and problem solvers. So I think, like, as I was just saying, because we spend more time reflecting and more time observing, we're able to come up with maybe more creative solutions to problems or just the solution that people might be skipping over. Um, and also it's interesting. They think that, uh, introverts are generally very good judges of character. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I have had to learn, um, in work settings, um, because I don't like change. And so I have been called out in work settings of being like, oh, well, you just didn't like this idea because you don't like change, blah, 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 blah. And so I have learned to when someone suggests something or is looking for a solution to something instead of just jumping on the bandwagon with the first thing that people say, I will say something along the lines of, let me think on that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I, if, you know, if I have time, I'll say, let me think on that for a couple of days. If I don't have time, I'll say like, give me a couple hours to think on that. And then let me kind of just ponder that and noodle over it before I give you a response. Um, and typically, like, when I say that, I have never had anyone, I've never had a, a boss come back to me and be like, absolutely not. Like, they seem to be, like, pretty cool with, okay, yeah, absolutely. Like, take a little time, think on that. Because um, I just need that time to ponder it and reflect on it. And then I can come back and say, yes, I think this is a good idea, or no, I don't, or here's my alternative Yeah, I think being able to that do is. that is really helpful because especially these days, I feel like a lot of times in work, we're kind of um, put in a, a situation where we're, they want us to make decisions very quickly. Um, and for introverts, yes. it's so important to be able to take that step back before jumping to any sort of decision Um, especially if we don't feel like we have all the information, like that's a dangerous game you could be playing. (laughs) Yes. Um, Again, we've already kind of mentioned this, but we tend to be better listeners because we're not just sitting there like 
well, okay. If you have ADHD like me, sometimes you're sitting there and your brain is somewhere else entirely. However, if you do not struggle with an ADHD brain, typically when, you know, someone is being quiet, they are also like listening. They're not just like in la la land they're taking mental notes maybe they are actually taking notes on paper um they're processing things and then they're going to be able to come back and have that conversation with you um and and demonstrate that they were really listening to what you were saying and that goes for you know work environments and just personal Um, relationships also introverts can focus deeply and block out distractions i find this is extremely the case for me when it comes to any project that I'm working on, if I, granted, I have children and pets and being at home for over a year has really put this to the test. But if I, because I'm not focused on like chatting with people all day or seeing what's going on on the news or checking out Twitter and chatting with people there, I can just focus on my work and get my work done and I can get a lot of work done in a small amount of time if I am focused, which I think always surprises people. Not that I can get a lot, not that I can get my work done, but like the amount of work I can get done in a short amount of time. Uh, Especially if you're like me and you work hourly. (laughs) And then people are like, you did this project already? I'm like, yes. Yes. should i maybe i should go like go get a coffee and get the clock running uh sorry uh (laughs) yeah don't shortchange yourself this one this one is a hit or hit or miss for me personally just because i do struggle with attention issues um but Again, like the the not needing to just like constantly socialize definitely helps. Um, and when I do go into focus mode, it is hyper focus mode, which is an ADHD definitely an ADHD like calling card. Um, so I have that from both the introversion and the ADHD. So when I am focusing, <laughs> motherfucker, I am focused. Like. I'm going to get a whole project done in five minutes and then I'm probably going to do another one and then I'm going to do another one and then I won't do it again for three weeks, but it's fine because I did three weeks worth of work in one afternoon. Um, We also, as introverts, tend to cultivate deep relationships with others. We're not so much about having a lot of friends. We're more about having a few really good friends. Um, We... It, it takes a little bit more for us to make those close relationships. And so when we do, we hold them really close. Um, so, you know, the people that we are surrounding ourselves with are really trustworthy and loyal to us. And we, there are ride or dies. Absolutely. And I think one of the really good points about that is that, you know, you and I, we're going to be talking about long distance friendships um, in a few weeks. But we both have a lot of long distance friends and it's not a kind of thing where like we have to talk to each other every five seconds because if we don't, then the person might not be our friend, but we can just like pick up wherever we left off. No matter where, if it's been, you know, a week since we texted or if it's been like a whole year since we've seen each other in person, it's fine. It's not a weird thing at all. 
I'm also I also imagine that there are probably people who think that you are completely bananas for having moved across the country to a location that you had only been to once, purchasing a house sight unseen with <laughs> Alex and I being the only people that you knew here. <laughs> Um, like essentially moving here because we were here. Um, I'm sure for some people they're like, what? Like you moved there for your, like your friend is there. But because, you know, we're both introverts. We both value really close friendships. Like we know that I'm not just gonna, like you knew coming here that you weren't going to get here. And then I was going to be like, fuck you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not how that works. Awkward. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) you are stuck with me for life. You are stuck with me in the retirement home. Um, (laughs) I was telling Megan the other day that because I'm just a little bit younger than her, that I will actually be able to boss the nurses and the retirement home around and so if Megan does something I don't like I can make her have to go to chair aerobics so you better watch your back girl man you better be nice to me future me is already upset (laughs) (laughs) I will also add I we didn't just move here because Debbie lives here that's weird um yeah, so I just want to make sure yes, there are, my there other friends other, know that. Yes, there were a lot of other reasons why you chose to move back to the Midwest, but you did like Bloomington yes. specifically, like probably would not have been on your radar if I were not here. So that is true. Yes, yeah. correct. Although yes. when we when we did move to Texas originally, we also knew like one person. Um, this is just your calling card. I guess it's just what we do. Uh, I, I guess along those same lines, introverts are independent. (laughs) We don't really need a lot of supervision. Mm -hmm. Um, we kind of build our lifestyle to allow us to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We don't want to be micromanaged. No. That's like the worst. (laughs) I will also say though, I don't, uh, from all the various jobs that I've had, I don't want to be micromanaged, but I also do appreciate some level of management. Yeah, some level of just like, you good? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> a little bit of guidance sometimes. I uh, I used to work for a magazine um, years and years ago. I wrote a column for them, and I would send in my stuff, and then they would never give me any feedback ever. And it was so horrible. I guess I'm doing good or not. I don't know. I'm like, can you please like tell me, is this what you want? Like, what you want me to do? And they're like, it's fine. I'm like, is it? Are you sure? Please help me. Uh, yeah. So again, like this list of things is not to shit on extroverts, and it's not to say that we are better than extroverts. It's just that these are things that can be definite advantages in personal relationships in the workplace. So definitely like if you as an introvert struggle in the workplace sometimes and struggle with being able to articulate why you are a benefit um, to an employer, check out, you know, think about this list of, of things because there are definitely some things on here that you can, some talking points that you can use to your advantage. So the last thing I want to us to chat about with regards to being introverts um 
I want to talk about parenting and marriage as introverts. Oh, I'm already <laughs> exhausted. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's start let's start with marriage. Um, first comes love, then comes marriage. Um, unless you're Jane the Virgin. Um, you've been married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be married as an introvert? <laughs> Um, it's kind of funny, actually, because Bob, when I met him, he was definitely an extrovert, and we were all, we were going out, like, all the time. We would go out dancing all the time with all of his friends. We would do all these things. Um, and then once we had kids, he just kind of was like, I'd rather stay home with the kids. Uh, (laughs) We kind of, like, turned into an introvert. Um... But it is definitely a struggle, I think, um, because Bob is still, I mean, he might have little some introverted tendencies now, but he's definitely still an extrovert. Um, but I think the main thing that I kind of established early on in our marriage was the fact that I needed time alone mm-hmm. and not, to not be bothered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and that actually, I don't remember how long it took to kind of get into that groove, but it wasn't super long. Um, and we still have that groove. Like we generally don't watch TV together, uh, partially because we watch different shows, but also like that's my time to be like mm-hmm. alone and like recharge and then he can do whatever in other parts of the house. Um, I think the hardest part is definitely where, like, he wants to go out more and do things with more friends, things like that, where I'm just like, eh, eh, I don't really want to go do that. Like, you can go, (laughs) you can go on your own and I will stay home. Like, I, there, we go camping with friends every year and, uh, sometimes I don't go. Because that weekend, like sometimes I do have work that I have to do and I can't go camping. But a lot of times it's like, I'm just not feeling it this weekend. Being around like extra family Mm -hmm. and not being able to get away and have like my me time. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that's the main struggle. And I think also for, for us in particular, uh, he has a really big family compared to me. Um, mm-hmm. His, like, immediate family is the same size as mine, but he has a lot of aunts and uncles. And so then he also has, like, lots of cousins and first cousins and second cousins. There's, like, tons of people in his family. Um, and I remember meeting a bunch of them really, like, before we were married, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so weird. I don't know who any of these people are. I can't remember right. your name. Um, yeah, situations, I immediately forget everyone's name immediately. Uh, and I know a lot of people think, oh, that's rude if you don't remember somebody's name. Like, I just can't remember them. Some people are I just try not good really with hard. Names. I am not good with names. And especially if you don't, like, if I just meet you 
and I talk to you for like two minutes and then you walk away and I don't see you again for like six months, I'm definitely not going to remember your name. Right. Well, and if all, and if you only had small talk in that two minutes, like yes, there's exactly. nothing of substance for you to grab onto in your mind to be like, oh yeah, that is so-and-so. And when they rescued their first dog, went blah, 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 like, I don't know, whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, I think uh, it was, I, because we've been married for so long, I think it definitely is kind of a thing that I forgot any difficulty mm-hmm. in terms of the introvert extrovert thing, because just, we just have our routine now. Yeah. And I know people are like, ew, routine, gross. Like, no, it's good. <laughs> some people, some, some people really thrive on routine. Yeah, we definitely are very similar. Our marriage is very similar in a lot of ways. Um, Alex is more, Alex is the more extroverted of the two of us, but he's definitely also, <laughs> which is a funny, she's laughing because it, 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 when you know my husband, you would not actually think that he is the more extroverted of the two of us, but he really is. We're, we're a marriage of contradictions. Okay. I will um, just, I will just sidebar here to the first time I met Alex, when I came to your house and I stayed at your house for a couple of days before we had our conference. Yes. And then later on that week, you were like, Alex really liked you. That's like the most he's talked to any of my guests. And I was like, he said like 10 words to me <laughs> in like two days. And you're like, yeah, I know. Like, you were really excited. <laughs> yes, I was very excited. I mean, and now that you know him, now that he like really knows you, man, it's hard to get him to shut up. Oh, yeah. He, now like, he doesn't really... stop talking. Yeah, he never stops talking now. Um, but he did like he's more likely of the two of us to like go introduce himself to the neighbors or like want to meet up with friends or like whatever. I mean, so Alex is definitely the one of us that is more likely to like go introduce himself to the neighbors and like want to go meet up with friends like, you know, late at night or whatever. And again, similar to Bob, I think some of that, particularly the like wanting to meet up with friends stuff um, has been uh tempered a little bit by having a child although also maybe it's just tempered by the fact that we've been in a pandemic the entire time that we've had a child it's really hard to say um but I know when we moved in together so we moved in together mm, four months after we started dating so I mean we were still kind of strangers in a lot of ways um but the first couple of months were kind of rough and then we finally sat down and had a conversation and the the issue that we were having is that both of us wanted alone time but both of us felt bad about that that we thought like the <laughs> other person was like going to think that we didn't want to be with like be with them and when we finally just like hammered out the fact that you know we came home from work we cooked dinner we spent time together and then we just need some time to spend to ourselves before we can then like come back together and do anything once we talked that out we were like no that's great you do that I need that too (laughs) like it was I mean immediately like the next day it was better um and that's been our routine the entire time we've been together which is eight years we've been married for six and together for eight um that you know much like you guys like we don't usually watch tv together um 
the we you know kind of do our own thing in the evenings for us um i think where sometimes we can have issues is that we love our alone time so much that sometimes we forget to make time for each other um so i so like we actually just started a thing of on sunday evenings like spending some just like very intentional time together not necessarily going out um or or anything like that but like after dinner like watching a show watching a movie you know playing mario kart whatever it is without our phones like not being on our phones just being together doing something together um so that we're we're spending a little bit more intentional time together because i think that's also been hard since eden was born and since becoming parents um oh god yeah right like it's just really (laughs) hard to make time for each other and you're tired and all of those things and then also you have the like introversion coming into it where you're like i just want to kind of spend some alone time so like we have to be careful not to go so far in the opposite direction that we just like don't spend any time together or don't pour into each other or our marriage so it's definitely that's like a new that's like a new thing for us as becoming parents of like oh okay we've got to like be a little bit more intentional about our marriage and I think that that's true for all parents um like all couples um who have end up having kids you know but um that's our that's our new that's our new thing so yeah that's definitely a struggle with having kids um it's not just that you have to like figure out that new normal of your alone time but that (laughs) it's multiple things so you definitely like want the alone time more because you're fucking exhausted and exactly. Your brain, your brain cannot handle one more minute of anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's like when I when I suggested that we do this, I was like, we can watch a movie or watch a show or like play Mario Kart or like very mentally low stakes things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like, oh, we should like, I'm not going to suggest that we play board games or do puzzles or like anything that requires really any mental energy. Like what is something very mentally low stakes because (laughs) we're tired. (laughs) We, uh, it's so funny when we were doing date nights before COVID, we would like, we would go Usually it was like, because we had the, uh, theater tickets, so we would like go to dinner and then go to the theater, or we would just go to the theater and have dinner at home because it was a lot cheaper. Um, and we would go and then we'd be like, well, we could like go to a bar, get a drink. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go home. Like we could, <laughs> we like... We're just so tired as parents were like, can't even fathom the idea of like staying out until midnight. We're just like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Alex and I, we used to be able, this like blows my mind. Like when we first moved here um, and I don't know, we'd been here maybe like a year and a half or so. And so Alex had been at his job for that long. There's a, there's a bar down the street from the restaurant he works at. That in pre-pandemic times was sort of the, like, restaurant family bar. And everyone would go there after they wrapped up their shift on Saturday evening. And so we would go out at, like, 11 o'clock at night with 
our restaurant friends and be out until Rosie's closed at two and sometimes go to like our friend's house afterwards and sometimes be out until like three, four in the morning. Yeah. And just saying that makes me exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) We used to go, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, we used to go dancing like every week on a Thursday when I was still in school. Like, how, how did we do this stuff? I don't understand. Uh, it just it blows my mind. So, okay, so let's, this is a good segue to talking about parenting as introverts, because I think there are, I think some of this, like the exhaustion and things like that, like those are things that every parent is going to be dealing with, right? Like mm-hmm. every parent is going to be dealing with some level of sleep deprivation and just like running around after your toddler or toting your your you know preteens around to all of their activities or like whatever it is but I feel like when you're an introvert there's an added level of like I am being touched constantly I am being touched constantly and also there's this tremendous pressure to become friends with all of the other parents God, can I just say what (laughs) – that's, like, one of the, like, secret benefits of COVID. You don't have to meet a bunch of parents you're not going to like. I haven't had to meet any parents or have, like, pressure to, like, go to, like, a a playgroup date thing and, like, socialize with other people. Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. I'll pass on that. And it's not like, I mean, there's not necessarily anything wrong with other parents at all. I'm sure there's really, I'm sure there's many lovely parents. I'm sure that, yes, there are many lovely parents. The problem is, is that much like I don't like connecting with people simply because like we work together. Like Mm -hmm. granted, I have good friends that I used to work with, Mm -hmm. but we are not friends because we work together. Right. Like, that's not, like, I mean, I feel like that's not a thing. Like, if there's people that you're not friends with after you leave, it's, like, because you weren't really friends with them. Right. Um, But it's the same thing with having kids and the other parents. I don't want to become friends with the other parents simply because we both have children. Right. That is not enough of a commonality to me to, like, become friends with someone. And generally, when it comes to kids' activities, um, you know, whether you're helping out with, like, I don't know, the Valentine's Day party or, like, you're doing snacks on the soccer game, like, you don't have enough time to actually get to know these people. It's all small talk again. It's all small talk. Also, like, you already have your friends, and they already have their friends. So, like, when are you actually going to, like, you don't have the opportunity necessarily to really get to know these people to have them become real friends, if right. that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but then it's also you have this weird, like, guilt factor because your kids want to be friends with their kids, and then you have to, like, become friends with them, sort of, so at least they can play together. <laughs> Like, uh. uh yeah, that's where like Bob comes in handy because he will he is the person that will go and meet other people and 
become friends with them so and exchange phone numbers so that our children can have people to he's, play with. He's the good like soccer dad and you're like, I'll just sit over here and cheer from the sidelines. Thank yes. you. Yes. I will get I will hand out the snacks, but I don't need to talk to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just feel like and again like maybe there's some really lovely people. Like maybe maybe you do end up having a in a conversation with someone and you really like them and that you do become you know really good friends with them but that like them it's there's a lot of mental gymnastics to get there you know what it's you know what it is it's like a networking mixer oh my god yes every time that's what oh, it is oh my god that, this reminds <laughs> it's the most me, draining I saw, thing i saw a meme today where someone said one of my favorite things about Jane Austen is that she knew the real fear wasn't running into some terrifying Frenchman or finding your lover's wife in the attic. It was having to spend time with someone who is slightly cooler than you are or playing piano in front of a critical audience or thinking a picnic will be the perfect time for your jokes, but then it isn't. <laughs> and that just like, I just thought of that because it is like the perfect summary of like everything we're talking about. Like there's just so much like, there's just a lot of mental gymnastics for us that go into these little social situations that I think for some people just, they don't even think about it. They're like, okay, like what, what's the big deal? There, there's a lot of big deals. They're all very tiny <laughs> deals. Like they're very tiny deals that all add up to being very big deals. Yes, it is. It's a lot. Um, and I, lot. I feel like I, I mean, I was trying to get better about it. Um, by the time I had my second child. <laughs> uh, but now that we moved, obviously we know no one except for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your child is much younger than my child, my children. So while my children adore your baby, uh, she's not exactly stimulating conversationalist yet. No, not quite. Unless you want to sing Old MacDonald and then you're good for at least half an hour. That is true. The good thing for people like us and having, you know, the responsibility essentially of helping your kids make friends, which I know people are some, some people are just like, oh, well, your kids can just make friends. Like, sometimes you have to help them. (laughs) My kids are like, they are shy at first and then they won't shut up at all if they feel comfortable with you. Yeah. But also they will just, they will not go meet people either. We lived in a neighborhood that had tons and tons of children, and they would never go meet any of them or go play with almost any of them (laughs) until someone else would be, like, coming to our door and be like, hey, come out and play. Um, But the good thing is, is that if you have people in your network, they can help branch you out into the relationships and kind of create those other um, situations that aren't as much as the crazy, like, let's have a weird networking mixer situation. So that is your job. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I have been, I've, you know, I've had, like, what, I don't know, six months or something, uh, a little bit more to plan. I'm like, okay, I know all of the people that I'm going to introduce you guys to when we can <laughs> finally do it. <laughs> like, and we're getting so close because we're so close to being fully vaccinated and like all of the things. So I like have I have a list because I I'm like, OK, I have to introduce them to people. These these poor kids. Uh, 
you know, it's fine. It's fine. They met, I mean, Max, uh, Max met some kids across the street uh, the other day. Um, he has not since gone back across the street to see if they would play with him. But he did meet Again, them. par for the course here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it's, yeah, my kids definitely take after me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had, yeah. I had a really hard time making friends as a kid. I had, I mean, it was, because I was an only child, and I don't know, I was just, I was so weird. It was so weird, and... It was rough. There were definitely some times where it was just rough, and I did not really have a lot of friends. Um, but as I've aged, like, I've made my lifelong friends. And so, you know, like, if you're parenting an introvert, there's probably going to be some times that are rough when it comes to, like, them and their friendships. And, you know, I think especially maybe for girls, because girls are so mean (laughs) I just remember there were just some mean girls but like I'm good like at 32 I am good I've got my lifelong like sister friends Mm -hmm. we're good yeah so there's I feel like there's if you if you're if you are an introvert and you were parenting an introvert god bless you (laughs) It's, there are times it's going to be rough, I think, but uh, it'll be okay. I think it'll the most okay. important part there, not just, you know, trying to help them make friends, but, like, when you're parenting an introvert, recognizing each other's, um, like, tap out time. Mm-hmm. Like, when you can tell yeah, when the other one is, like, needs to go and have their own privacy, like... Be alone kind of thing. I can kind of tell that even with Eden being so young. Like, we get up to a point in the afternoon, like, she's she's really kind of to the point where she doesn't really need two naps anymore. But she still has, like, two nap times. Um, She takes, like, her morning nap. That's, like, her main one. And then in the afternoon, there's a point where she kind of taps out. And she's sort of just, like reaches a point where you're like I think you need to to go have some quiet time and so sometimes I don't even say like okay we're gonna go night night I'll just say like let's go have some quiet time and I plop her in her crib and I give her you know I give her some books and I give her you know some stuffies and she is like happy as a clam having a little crib party for a while like it just gives her that even if she doesn't sleep she just sort of like recharges and then can make it to bedtime so yeah. even even at not even 15 months old, I have started to recognize that sign in her. Yeah, and that concept of quiet time is something that like we continued for a long time. Um especially especially I think that kind of quiet time when they're tra- transitioning out of naps is super helpful for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish my kids still actually took naps because sometimes they are cranky. Uh, but sometimes I'll still be like, it's time for quiet time. You have to go up in your room and chill out for a minute, bud. Like, yeah, just go. Just go be go for a little a while. Go play a game. Go take a nap. I don't care what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it quietly by yourself in your room. Because also at that point, you probably need it too. Let's be real. 
That is true. That is why parents are sad when their kids give up the naps because we need that time. Uh-huh. Sure do. I, I saw something, um, I don't know if it was on Instagram or what it was the other day, but it was about um, how parents, moms especially, stay up way later at night than they should. <laughs> and it's literally because, like, that's the only time we get. Yes. So, like, the time after my kids go to bed is like, oh, finally, like, my kids are asleep. And my kids are old. Like, they can handle themselves for almost everything. Right. And I'm still just like, oh, finally, finally. Except they, because they are old now, like, they don't go to bed for a long time. So you're like, go to bed. Right. Like, Reese doesn't go to bed till after nine. And I was oh, like, oh, man. I will go upstairs and he'll still be awake sometimes at 11 o'clock. What a teenager. I know. But then he sleeps all day, so. I miss those days. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. I can't even. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think I could sleep in that late if I tried. Unless I was sick. I love to sleep, so I can. But I usually, like, will also wake up and then have to, like. I'll, I'll like, wake up and bop around and then I just, like, go back to bed. <laughs> So I mean, I'll be in bed, but I won't usually won't fall back asleep. It's not a it's not a sleeping straight through to eleven like I used <laughs> to do, or one o'clock. Oh man, I was a champion teenager when it comes came to sleeping. <laughs> All right, Megan, I think it's about time that we talked about what is bringing us joy this week. Excellent. So, how about you? What's making you happy? Um, I finally watched. Ted Lasso. I watched it in two days. I've heard um, it's so good. It's so good. Everyone was right. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't watched it yet because I had not installed Apple TV yet. But I got a free trial of Apple TV when I bought my new computer. And then I forgot about it. And then <laughs> Apple helpfully emailed me and said, hey, you have to redeem this or it will expire. Um so I did, and it was delightful. Uh, it's it's not super long. It's only maybe eight, eight or ten episodes, and they're only half an hour. Um, so I watched almost all of it in one night. I would have watched all of it probably if I stayed up later. Um, <laughs> but it was it was really delightful. It uh, I don't even know. Like, there's just something really charming about it. And also, I have always really liked Jason Sudeikis. I think he was super, super funny on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He obviously was the best Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was kind of underrated. And so I'm I'm glad that he got all this attention for his performance uh, on this show. And the second season will be out in July. So... Very yeah. excited. And also, I, the funniest thing is that, like, everyone got obsessed with shortbread because he makes shortbread in the show, and his boss is obsessed with it. And so then everyone on the internet became obsessed with it. So there's now, like, I don't know, like, a hundred, like, Ted Lasso shortbread recipes. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, yeah, I've been holding out because I don't have Apple TV, and, like, I don't... I don't know what else is on Apple TV that I would want to watch. I'll be like, honest. There's not a lot on Apple I, TV. I like, don't want to get a subscription to Apple TV. To Apple TV. Apple TV. 
and then like just watch that. So I don't know. I haven't. You, yeah, you might be able to get a trial. Maybe. Um, but then, the thing about then Apple maybe TV, I should wait until the second season's out so then I can watch them together. That is true. The thing about Apple TV is that I don't think you can share the login like you can with like Netflix and everything. Right. Because it's tied to your Apple ID because you can only put it on like Apple devices. That's annoying. Because um, it, I can't get it on my, <laughs> I can't add it to my TV. Oh, that's annoying. I don't yes. like that. Okay. So I had see to watch now, it on my see iPad. Now I, I, see, now I just don't now you don't watch, watch it, it. <laughs> on principle because I think that that's annoying and stupid. So It is annoying and stupid. I But I will – I've also been watching the morning show, which is good, is that one with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese, oh, uh-huh. Reese Witherspoon. Um, I have not finished that one yet. But other than those, there's not there's not a ton of content on Apple TV. Um yeah. There's maybe like two other things that I will watch, but yeah. other, I it's not something that I can see like keeping after my trial ends or my free my free year ends. Like I like I like streaming, but I'm a I'm starting to get tired of just like everyone having a streaming service that then you have to subscribe to and pay for and like, I it no. No, I get that. I get they're trying to make money, especially with everybody not having cable anymore. But, um, like you got to make it worth my while. Yes, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe at some point, if there's more, they get more content on there, then I'll think about it. But, uh, right now, me. Also, the fact that it's tied to like one device, I don't know. I don't like that. Anyway, um, so pass, <laughs> pass for now. I know that that will make our friend Ade very sad because she really wants me to watch Ted Lasso, but they should have put it on a different streaming platform. (laughs) (laughs) They should have put it on Netflix or Hulu (laughs) or Prime. There's like so many other options. Well, we'll figure out a way that you can watch it because it is good. It is good. Um, And also Alex will like it because it's uh, a soccer team. So, Oh, yeah, he would probably like that. Uh, what is bringing you joy? Um, okay, I'm going to get like kind of sappy on you for a minute. Um, so we talked about my really fun ER visit <laughs> on Friday. But the thing that made me really, uh, brought me joy, I guess, in its own way, is that you offered to go with me. Um, and like it wasn't just like, oh, I'll keep you company. Like I texted you because I'm like, they want me to go to the ER and I'm kind of having a mental breakdown because that ER is where my mom was the day that she died. And so I was having a huge trauma triggered response to the idea of going back to that hospital and back to that ER. And, you know, obviously Alex had to stay with Eden um we didn't have anybody else it was like the middle of the day on a friday we didn't have anybody else who could come watch her um and like you weren't feeling that great yourself that day like you had a migraine or whatever and you just immediately were like do you want me to come with you i will come with you and that meant a lot to me and just made me very happy that you're here and you know i got my i got my sister girl down the street so that is what was bringing me joy this week oh I am like a pro at accompanying people to the ER at this point. 
So also, if, if you were you were very good ER companion. Like <laughs> we just chatted and did our thing, and you were very low key. And I'm gonna panic. Yeah, you were helpful when I needed you to be helpful, and yeah, it was it was good. So it made it definitely made the time pass a little faster, <laughs> even though we were there for like a hundred hours. Right. It's like anyone else out there, if uh, if you need someone to stay at the ER with you for about four or five hours, <laughs> A plus five out of five would recommend again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, it. That makes me feel good. Uh, it uh, is my pleasure, I guess. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's kind of a thing where if, I, if it was me, I would not want to go alone. Like, who right. wants to go alone to the ER? That's It's horrible. not fun. I have done it before um, in the past, like when I was single and living by myself, and it was not that <laughs> hospital. Um, and honestly, like, if I didn't have such a – trauma response to that particular hospital I wouldn't have thought that much about going by myself like it would have been boring but I would have taken a book or watched Netflix or something on my phone Mm -hmm. um but I just like the idea of setting foot in that particular hospital in that particular ER like and I actually had a moment where they were like taking me to my room and I thought for a second they were taking me to the room my mom had been in and it was luckily it was the one across the hall but I was like I was fully prepared to have to be like, I can't go in that room. No, thank yeah. you. Um, and so just just the fact that, like, you were there and you kind of helped distract me and that, like, it definitely made it easier. It definitely made it better. So. Well, you were a champ. Thanks. I only bit, I only bit that doctor's head off one time, which is pretty good <laughs> for me. So, you know. So next week, we are going to be talking about teaching in the time of COVID. Yes, it has definitely been uh, interesting, I will say, from the parent perspective. And we decided to chat with one of our friends who is a teacher to get their side of all of the things that have been going on in the past year. So tune in for that next week. And in the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Bye.